Welcome to the Pharma Letter Podcast. As President Joe Biden signs the Inflation Reduction Act into law, drug makers in the USA are poring over the likely impact on drug prices and how best to respond to its enactment. The legislation passed in the US Congress, with Vice President Kamala Harris casting the decisive vote in an otherwise deadlocked Senate. That evident lack of bipartisanship put the kibosh on Democrats' more ambitious aims, with the new law representing a greatly watered-down version of the original $3.5 trillion Build Back Better plan. Democrats have had to scrap limits on certain drug price increases above inflation, for example, with this provision applying only to drugs paid for by the federal insurance fund Medicare. Nonetheless, the Inflation Reduction Act is a very significant piece of legislation, unlocking subsidies for so-called Obamacare recipients in order to reduce annual premiums by $800 for around 13 million people. The new law also finally realises a long-held ambition for Democrats, empowering Medicare's administrators to negotiate certain drug prices directly, up to a point. With me today to take a quick look at the Act's provisions and the likely impact on drug makers is Stephanie Kennan, a senior member of the Federal Public Affairs Group at McGuire Woods Consulting. Stephanie, thanks for coming on the programme. To start with, could you give a brief introduction to yourself and your role at McGuire Woods? Sure. I'm Stephanie Kennan. I'm a senior VP for federal affairs at McGuire Woods Consulting. Um, I lead the healthcare team on the federal level, and I've been here 11 years. It's been 11 fast years. Uh, prior to that, I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked for Senator Ron Wyden, who's the chairman of the Finance Committee, who has a vast interest in healthcare, but as chairman of Finance Committee, all Medicare and Medicaid legislation goes through that committee. Um, and prior to that, I worked for several interest groups, including AARP, and I worked for two House members um, who have been long gone. <laughs> so right. I've been doing this longer than I care to admit. Great. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of um, expertise uh, to speak about in the Inflation Reduction Act. What are the key healthcare provisions of the act as it affects sort of drug makers and biotech companies? The obvious one is the drug negotiations um, authority, which is historic in its nature and something that's been fought for since the passage of the Medicare drug benefit in 2003. Um, and the cap for Medicare beneficiaries on insulin prices at $35 a month. Um, that will go into effect in 2023. Um, there's a redesign of the Part B uh, benefit that essentially rebalances the risks so drug manufacturers will have more risk in, in that benefit as well than they currently do. Right. Um, it is a very beneficiary-focused package, but that always has ripple-out effects to others. Okay. Um, you mentioned drug pricing. How significant, in your view, will the impact be on drug pricing? I think that is in part yet to be seen because so much of that of the drug negotiations authority takes real, the number of drugs really ramps up, but not right away. Um, in fact, the first set of negotiations won't really be in effect until 2024 uh, or 20, 2026, rather. Um, the drugs get selected and they start working on it, but it's going to take them a while for the government to come up with the regulations to support that program and to implement it. 
And there's a lot of ambiguity in, in some places about how this is going to work. But the Congressional Budget Office anticipates that that provision will save about $100 billion in over 10 years, most of that in the outward part of the 10 years. Right. Looking at how drug makers would likely react to the legislation, um, can you sort of predict to what extent they might be able to push back or limit the impact of the legislation as far as drug pricing is concerned? Well, we, sort of to, to borrow a phrase from Donald Rumsfeld when he was Secretary of Defense, the, there are known unknowns. Right. Um, the industry has already said that it will look at challenging the law. That probably means challenging the regulations in various aspects. Um, and we don't know yet what those regulations are going to look like or what the grounds might be to challenge them. But that's one area. And that's also going to make the drafting of regulations that much more complex in that they already know they're going to be facing lawsuits. So they are going to be extra careful in how they do those regulations. In addition, this this legislation tries to anticipate a variety of tactics that the industry might do to get around drug negotiations. In truth, though, the first set are 10 drugs. Now, granted, they will be the 10 highest cost spending drugs for Medicare beneficiaries, which is a sizable market, but it's 10 drugs. And right. we'll have to see what those drugs are. That's the other unknown. We A lot of people have done educated guesses about what those drugs are, but we won't really know for a couple of years. Right. Certain lawmakers, Democrats in particular, have been talking about drug pricing for a long time. And you know, here we have a bit of legislation, which is finally enabling Medicare to negotiate on prices. But would you say that the legislation is going far enough for many of the Democrats? Or would you expect more measures to be introduced in the future? Well, if history is prologue, there will be people who will want to expand the authority. Um, let me just divert a little bit and talk a little bit about the history of the provision of, of negotiating for drug prices. Sure. Um, when the Medicare drug benefit was passed in 2003, I happened to be working for Senator Wyden. He was one of the 10 Democrats who supported that provision. And one of the more controversial parts of that benefit was that it prohibited the government from negotiating for drug prices. Almost immediately after the passage of that legislation, he drafted legislation that would give the government authority to to negotiate for all Medicare drugs. He wasn't the only one. Others also put in similar bills. Uh, there was an opportunity in twenty in two thousand eleven um, when the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate to try to push something through, and it didn't work then. Um, so this has been a long, hard battle to get here. And what passed is really a more, much more limited authority than had been in other iterations. It's a limited number of drugs. It is not the entire population, which is what some people wanted. I suspect you will see in when Congress returns some members of the Democratic caucus uh, dropping legislation in to expand the authority, either to include more drugs for the Medicare population or to include the commercial population. I think it's important to note that the Senate package did include originally some efforts to try to control costs on the commercial in, insured population, and that was struck because the reconciliation process wouldn't permit it. In the reconciliation process, spending has to be a direct, a direct 
increase or decrease of federal spending, not other spending. So um, that got struck. And I know that there are members who really want to come back and provide the authority for the government to negotiate for everyone. But as I said, there may be some, there may be a mixed, um, it may be for just more drugs in Medicare, it may be for the entire population or some combination of, but I suspect that that will be the next battle on drug negotiations. Can we expect then that after the midterm elections, if the sort of political landscape is more in favor of the Republicans, that this would represent sort of the high watermark for the Democrats. They couldn't expect to, to pass anything more substantial. Not right now and not after the midterms. And in fact, one of the unknown issues is that if the Republicans, uh, not the midterms, but in 2024, if they were to take the House, the Senate and the White House, you could see legislation being passed that might revise or repeal the drug negotiations section. Um, right. But in the midterms, it would be hard for the Republicans to pass anything as long as you've got a, a Democrat in the White House who supports drug negotiations. But yes, you're absolutely correct. This is the high water mark for the Democrats for this, probably for the next few years on drug negotiations. I guess you've anticipated my next question, just looking at it from the other uh, side of things, you know, political opponents of these measures, what are their sort of prospects for pushing back or rolling back these changes? Um, I guess they might have to wait until after the next presidential election. I think they would have to wait until Joe Biden leaves the White House, <laughs> right. whether that's in 2024 or later. Right. Okay. Just looking more broadly then, are there any other significant legislative changes in the offing which are likely to affect the pharmaceutical industry? I think the the only legislation that is out there right now is um, the FDA user fee um, reauthorization, um, which is a, a group of bills. Um, the user fee help funds the FDA. It's also a vehicle to put other policies in it. That was expected to pass before the August recess, and it got mired down in negotiations between the House and the Senate, and is expected to pass when they get back. Um, if it doesn't, then they're going to have to pass something temporarily in order for the FDA to continue um, employing some, some of their staff. But I think what's really looming out there, and it's not yet in the form of a consensus piece of legislation is about PBMs. Um, the Federal Trade Commission is has launched an investigation into pharmacy benefit managers, and I think that that is the next area that some members of, of the Congress, and it may be bipartisan in some respects, um, want to look at the role of PBMs and what do they add to the healthcare system. A number of states have been passing legislation concerning PBMs. I think you know, as, as often happens in American politics, it bubbles up from the states up to the federal level, but it needs a lot more work. And I think that's why the FTC um, investigation is going to be very important when they're to, to when they're done to have those their questions answered and see what Congress wants to do from there. Well, some fairly significant changes coming down the line. Uh, Stephanie Kennan, Senior VP at McGuire Woods Consulting. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. Thank you.